my faithful need not follow me directly. You are free to go. Oh, thank God, cried one of the hooded figures, likely the inept Daniel Cartwright. Satan, another whispered to correct him. That was Pastor Collins. Right, I, I mean, oh, thank Satan, said the admonished cultist. Never fear, master, bellowed a bombastic acolyte who could only be Jeremiah Phillips. We shall patiently await your return. Right, Samuel? Yes, answered the man's brother as he moved toward the exit. And we shall spread your message of evil, decadence, and—he was groping for the door handle now—corruption. To the master, called Jeremiah Phillips. To the master, the others replied. They all turned to leave as Yelrick spoke again. However— the most dreaded word in the English language washed over Ulrich's followers. Their hope dead, a silence fell over the room, one so thick you could scoop it out of the air and serve it for dessert. Trying to mask the horror on their faces, they turned back to him. I do require a small service, he said, eyes widened, breathing halted. Two or three looked past their leader toward the approaching mob. Time was running short. To serve as a conduit for the power of darkness, to open the door for my eventual resurrection, I require the aid of a faithful servant. One of you must remain. Thoughts sped through the robed Puritans in waves. The horrifying news that one of them had to stay began the swell quickly replaced by the realization that one of them had to stay. Eyes darted left and right, picking out possible candidates, while shielding themselves from candidacy. Then, almost in unison, an idea hit them, and they all turned to her. Anne Stevens, the girl with opinions, stubborn, headstrong, clever, she had joined not out of a desire to do evil— but out of a desire to make at least a few decisions for herself. The men had always intended to blame her in the end. It was her fault, after all. Really, they had joined only to see her naked. Anne looked straight ahead as their eyes bore into her. She wasn't happy about the situation, though she'd known it was coming. She was always the chosen to try new potions, to question the master to remove her robes first. Hans reached out, intending to push her forward, but she had had enough. No one was going to volunteer her. If she stayed behind, it was going to be her own choice, goddammit. She gave herself extra points for blasphemy and stepped up. Several pairs of outreached hands missed, and the men behind them toppled over. I shall stay, she said. Behind her the men applauded. "'Such courage! Such devotion!' proclaimed Jeremiah Phillips as he picked himself up off the ground. "'Of course, as your most loyal servant, my place is naturally at your side. However, I, I cannot bring myself to deny young Mistress Stevens the chance to prove her commitment to your cause, and so I cede my place to her.' "'Likewise!' followed Pastor Collins. 
Though as your second in spiritual authority and natural successor, I find myself moved, and so to step aside to let Mistress Stevens provide for your needs in this, your death, and eventual resurrection. The others followed suit, protesting that it was their right to remain behind, while simultaneously renouncing said right so they wouldn't have to. Yulric only smiled, having known how this would all play out from the beginning. As one of his advanced age had seen many times, events had a way of repeating themselves. Rather than being bored by their reactions, however, Yulric found them quite enjoyable, like hearing a favourite joke. He took Anne by the shoulder and guided her to the door. "'Wait for me in the cellar,' he told her. "'I shall be there shortly.' With an air of determined resignation, she gave him a bow and stubbornly marched off to her fate. The men all watched her go, remembering better days when her naked body had been brushed against theirs. A door slammed shut, a key turned in a lock.